Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee Unleashed podcast where we talk about business, coffee, and everything in between. Uh, My name is Alec and I am your host, uh, director of coffee and co-owner at Indie Coffee Roasters. Today we are on episode 14 uh, and we have the opportunity to chat with one of our regulars, uh, Dwayne Gibbs. Um, He's been with us since uh, the beginning when we opened up, Uh, so we're excited to highlight a little bit of uh, what he has to say as well as some business insight. Um, So yeah, Dwayne, why don't we uh, go ahead and jump in and you can introduce yourself. Thanks, Alec. Uh, Yes, my name is Dwayne Gibbs and I'm the lead pastor at the District Church and also a regular here at Indie Coffee Roasters and so love this place. Yeah, so um, it's a really unique uh, situation for us, I think, personally, uh, for everybody that's been listening. Some of you guys know my background um, and is in pastoral ministry, so um, I have a little bit of that in a background of my career. Um, So uh, it seems that uh, some pastors flock to uh, this place, which is pretty cool. Uh, I guess, in your opinion, it could be cool or it could be negative. You never know. Um, but for us, uh, it's been a great experience. So, um, But yeah, our story was a little bit unique, too, as far as how we met. So, uh, Dwayne, you can share that if you want. Yeah, it's, uh, you, it's really rare when you meet someone in a birthing class and, <laughs> and initially become best friends. <laughs> but that was... Two males. Yeah, that, well. was, that was our story. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't in your typical setting, but... Sitting in a birthing class and having a, a tattooed bearded man behind me joking about the birthing canal was always yeah. uh, always a great place to meet one another. But uh, we hit it off and found out they were going to be opening up a coffee shop, and so definitely wanted to check it out and and see what was going on here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that connection has always been cool. Our our uh, our sons uh, very close in age, uh, which is. Uh, exciting. Uh, we can go through some similar milestones and all of that. So, um, yeah, but um, the first question we like to ask all of our guests is what coffee have you been enjoying uh, lately? Doesn't have to be ICR, but we always recommend it. So, what uh, coffee have you been enjoying lately, Dwayne? So, for me, the one that I've actually been enjoying the most lately is the Scotty, which is a signature drink here at Indie Coffee Roasters. Uh, it's uh, kind of has undertones of orange and cherry in it, um, and I uh, just really been enjoying it. It's really smooth. It's solid. Shout out to Joe uh, for uh, one of our staffers for coming up with that signature drink. You've got a little. What is it? Uh, September. So yeah, you only got a couple weeks left. At the end of the month, we'll be switching signature drinks. So if you haven't had the Scotty yet, make sure and come in. Uh, before the end of the month um, and enjoy it. So uh, what we wanted to dive into a little bit uh, today was just uh, what it looks like, I guess, to be a regular at our space um, and why, um, you know, you continue coming back Mm -hmm. um, and what about it uh, really brings you in. So uh, first question being what about uh, just coffee shops in general for you um, make it a priority to be around? Yeah, so being a pastor in ministry, it's one of the primary roles is just connecting and networking with people in general. Uh, whether that ever translates in people coming to your church or not, um, that's really not the goal. 
but rather just having a, a pulse on on the community that's around you. And coffee shops are such a great environment for us to to be able just to connect with people, uh, build relationship, um, see what's going on in their life, in their culture, in their job, their work life, um, and just continue to learn. And so Indy's been able to be a place, really it's my primary office I, <laughs> I like to think of, um, that I'm able to come in and, and just have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. And so that's one of the biggest benefits for me. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we try, we've tried as hard as we can to cultivate an environment where um, whether you're a regular or not, there's an opportunity to um, jump in to a conversation or uh, be involved. Uh, it can always be awkward at um, coffee shops where everybody has their headphones in and mm-hmm. everyone awkwardly looks at the new person that walks in the door and doesn't know uh, why they're here or, or, you know, it's an odd, that's an odd situation a lot of times. Um, and what's been really cool on the other side of the bar is just seeing, um, our regulars sort of, uh, move in the other direction. Uh, even if they are working, um, and doing things like that, we rarely see headphones in or, or things like that. Um, and I think it's just a matter of wanting to be available for, um, whatever may unfold, uh, which is cool. Um, but yeah, give a little insight too into why, um, you know, why this space specifically has, uh, kept you coming back and, you know, maybe what are some of the elements that, that take place here that make you want to keep coming back? Yeah. So for me, just being able to have a staff that, um, really you almost consider more of, of a friendship mm. in rather than just, you know, they're, they're baristas behind a bar that really mm. don't care about, you know, your life. Mm. Um, so to be able to come into essentially for me, a work environment, um, where I'm able to have some familiarity there, um, is actually more calming for me that actually produces more productivity in my, in my own job, in my own career. And so having baristas and a staff who ask me how I'm doing and, mm-hmm and ask me about my family and ask me about my life um, actually produces uh, more out of my productivity Mm -hmm. um, rather than going somewhere where I do just put my headphones on and Mm kind of tune out. And Mm -hmm. so that's, that's one of the things that continues to bring me back is just the, essentially the love and care that you get from, Mm -hmm. from an environment like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, it's a different situation. and, And I think we see a lot of these types of people that come through our space um, are people that maybe don't have coworkers in a traditional sense to where, you know, you're working primarily, um, on your own, you know, you're not, uh, you don't have a large staff that you're working with or an office building or something like that. Um, and we see a lot of, um, either freelance type people or people that work remotely, um, or in non-traditional work environments where, um, I think what we're seeing is that they desire some of that coworker environment that when you work remotely, you know, you don't have you know, somebody that's next door in your office or, or somebody that's next to you in that way. So uh, I know when we were building out the shop for me, um, I went over to the well a lot and um, that was sort of my experience in the same way here was these were almost my friends or coworkers or, or something like that. 
uh, even to the point I remember uh, when we had Roman and we brought him home, uh, you know, one of the first things I wanted to do was bring him to the coffee shop and let him meet my, you know, coworkers or, you know, family or, or whatever. So um, I think that has been a really cool aspect of some of our regulars is they don't have a traditional work environment. Um, so they need a work family or, or something like that. Um, so, um, what to say all of that, what I would say is that if you are working from home and you are desiring something more of community than just people online or, or on a, uh, email thread or something, then, uh, we'd love to be your work family mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and provide that for you and, uh, and, uh, and be a part of that. So, well, um, even some ways, if I can jump in on that, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a place that provides free collaboration for you as well. Um, I mean, it's Diane, one of the other owners here at, at Indy Coffee Roasters, um, doesn't even attend the district uh, where I pastor, but uh, she'll ask me weekly, like, how's sermon prep going? What are you teaching on this weekend? And, and I'll even kind of just share some yeah. snapshots of what that looks like, and then she'll kind of even put in some feedback mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that. And, and so it, it's able for you to have a space for collaboration where other people can kind of speak into whatever it is that you're working on project wise, mm-hmm. um, that allows you to not be so focused on it just by yourself. And yeah. so definitely helps out in that way. Yeah. And I really like the diversity of even work involvement that I think is, it reminds me somewhat of like a co-working space where different people can rent out different areas and maybe have different gigs and when you're enjoying coffee or or at lunch or something you can talk with different people and Mm -hmm. um, that's the unique environment here Um, especially to the point too that you know we don't ask rent we don't charge a monthly fee we don't you know nothing like that Uh, but you still have the opportunity to spend uh, as much time as you'd like in a space like this and and get some of that collaboration which is um, beneficial um so I guess what I would, before we switch gears a little bit, um, what I would encourage other business owners that are listening or, or things like that um, are try to think about uh, maybe the way your seating is set up or uh, if you are um, in the uh, food service or coffee service industry, uh, think about what the layout of your space is like. Um, do you have an environment where it sort of forces people to collaborate with one another? Um, or uh, do you have a lot of single top seats and, and uh, not much of a desire at that, at that level? Um, and, uh, and so how do you cultivate that um, to do it that way? So just think through some of those opportunities, as well as uh, I encourage you to talk to some of your people that do come in regularly and ask them why. Um, why they enjoy the space, what about it uh, is a priority for them, uh, and then try to lean into that a little bit more. Um, yeah, so the other the other side I wanted to chat about and get Dwayne's uh, insight on um, is we're coming up on close to, I mean, we're in the last quarter of this year, so close to nine months or so of being, nine to ten months of being uh, and being open, um, so as owners, uh, it can be very difficult to, uh, take time off or, uh, do anything for ourselves. Um, 
especially in the first year, our families can sometimes take a back seat um, or our personal or self-care can take a back seat. Um, so I'd love to ask your insight maybe in your, in your career as well, what, uh, what your importance is on preventing burnout or, um, you know, being proactive with self-care and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in some ways it almost sounds selfish, the idea of self-care, but in order for you to be as effective as possible for the people that you're serving, uh, whatever capacity that looks like, I mean, you've got to be healthy. I mean, you can't, you can't serve when you're burnt out. Um, you can't do it well, at mm-hmm. least. Um, your emotional capacity is going to be off the charts if you're doing it. When you're not resting well, if you're tired or exhausted, you're going to be short with people. You won't be patient with them. Mm. And so you really need to be able to figure out rhythms in your life, almost like a rule of life where throughout the week, depending on how you're wired, whether that's a day off or whether that's an afternoon off, um, you, you need to figure out how can I get some time mm. in order to refuel, um, in order to find some renewal, whatever that might look like. And, and kind of look at different, different aspects about it. Like how can you get physical rest? How can you have emotional rest? Um, for me in my line of work, spiritual rest, how can mm. you also have mental rest where you're not having to think and, and over strategize systems and processes. And so just ways in which you can kind of unplug from that, in order to be able to replenish um, those areas in your life to, to refuel mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just, I mean, you can probably give some personal examples as well, but um, I know for me um, personally, the, you know, balance of uh, being able to take time off, is, I mean, it, it was uh, for the first three months, uh, not taking a day off at all and just constantly thinking and planning and thinking through things. And, and, you know, we got all, all four of us owners really got to the point to where, you know, we had to take a break and just, um, and do things that, uh, would allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but the, the negative piece with that is that we had to, really hit a tipping point. Um, and uh, I'd be curious to hear, you know, some of your preventative measures to, um, share with these, uh, listeners, not, not that once you hit that point that, you know, now you got to take a day off, Mm -hmm. but, uh, how do you be sort of proactive in that? Yeah. I mean, you've got to really study yourself. Um, you've got to really be able to think through, I mean, even Personality-wise, am I introverted? Am I extroverted? Mm. Uh, what what actually does refuel me? Mm. Um, and so, for some people, that is just time away from people mm. um, that kind of refuels them. And so, if that's what it looks like, then you've got to schedule, you know, at least a, a four-hour block or mm-hmm. or a day off throughout the week where you're kind of away from people, especially in a coffee scene where mm-hmm. you are around people a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, knowing yourself better kind of sets up a strategy for how you can then serve yourself mm-hmm. by taking whatever kind of time that looks like off. And so I, like, I know for me, because I, I do spend a lot of my time talking with people and networking with people, um, I almost have to break my day up into, into two categories. And so typically in the mornings from like nine to 12 or nine to one is 
study and sermon prep mm-hmm. and, and strategic thinking and vision casting. And so I'm in a book a lot of times where I'm writing constantly. Mm-hmm. But then I get drained from that. And what mm-hmm. refuels me is actually then getting with people. And so mm-hmm. I try to always schedule out my afternoons from 1 to 5 o'clock or go to the coffee shop, be around people, be mm-hmm. in conversation. And usually I can also schedule that time to be just monotonous work. Hey, re- reply to emails, mm-hmm. um, handle Sunday details, what that yeah. looks like coming up. And so even the way you schedule your work week can also be a preventative measure for burnout if you know how you're wired um, when it comes to just a, a, a work life balance and routine. Mm-hmm. But then also find time to get away from work. Yeah. Like for example, I take Mondays off and so Mondays I I don't respond to text messages that mm-hmm. are church related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't look at my emails and respond to those. I mean I'm literally unplugged and it's a family day for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm focusing on on our two boys and just loving them well on Mondays and um, and just kind of trying to retreat with the family on that day and, mm-hmm. and that's refueling for me so that when Tuesday hits, man, I'm ready to I'm ready to go and get some espresso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think the key that you were sharing there was just sort of that self-awareness of who you are and how you refuel. Because I think, you know, even in a multiple owner situation or um, in, you know, even a spouse or um, partner uh, situation, um, they're going to... Uh, they're going to probably refuel in a different way than, than you do. Um, whether it be a partnership with your business or, uh, a personal, uh, you know, relational partner or something like that. Um, they're going to refuel in a different way. And, um, as well as, um, with being a business owner, sometimes you can think that, um, taking care of yourself, um, is only necessary when it's the very, very last brink. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're spending, you know, I mean, you launching your church, us launching our business, we're spending so much time serving other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how our uh, respective businesses grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can very easily get to the point to where we don't, uh, you know, we don't think about what we need to do for ourselves. Um and so, yeah, I think uh, for other people that, and really thinking practically, um, like for me, uh, as of really as of over the summertime, um, I turned my email notifications off. So on my phone, um, I only get notified of an email when I open my email. Um, I was finding that um, even if they're little emails or, or whatever, um, I was answering email constantly, just on my phone, uh, every hour of every night, just answering mm-hmm. email. Um, and so that has been a really refreshing practical step, even from an attitude standpoint, um, because I feel less overwhelmed, I think, and I feel like I can focus more on the what's the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then almost like you were saying, segment out time for email or segment out time for, um, for certain aspects. Um, because our smartphones, obviously, um, they pull us back in all the time, back into, uh, whatever it may be. So if you can set up those barriers, um, and each business obviously is different. 
Um, but for me, I have that flexibility to know that um, any email I get isn't urgent mm-hmm. in five minutes that I have to respond. I'm not working with any mission critical situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and our staff knows that if there is a high emergency, uh, they can call. Uh, but even at that point, um, and I would love your, uh, when you were launching the church, I'd love your uh, sort of perspective on this, but um, it was vitally important for us to spend the money uh, on payroll uh, and spend the time training people uh, so that uh, they only call when it's a desperate, desperate mm-hmm. emergency. Like maybe they've gone through three or four or five problem-solving steps, uh, and then they they call us. Um, that obviously in our space speaks into the problem-solving talent of our management team here, um, as well as our confidence in them to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But I think as a business owner, I mean, that takes, costs money, that takes time and training them, um, and all of that. So I'd love, you know, when you were launching the church, what things uh, or, or or what aspects are you continually trying to let go so you can focus more on big picture? Right. I mean, and, and honestly, that, that idea of communications was one of the big pieces because um, especially when you're, when you're an owner of an organization or, in my case, a pastor of a church starting out, there's you're the answer guy. So everyone's going to contact you for the answer of whatever it is. And so for us, we, we tried to do as much as we can on prioritizing whatever that situation was. Mm. Um, so for example, when it came to people contacting me regarding something, if it had to do with what color paint we should put in a room and you're wanting to ask me at eight o'clock on a Monday night when I'm with family, like, just wait and yeah. ask me the following yeah. day. Um, but if there's someone who's in a car accident who's on their way to the hospital, uh-huh. call me at sure. 8 o'clock on sure. a Monday night. And so just being able to prioritize tasks and what those things look like and you know what what is important, what can wait, um, and what can be pushed to a later day or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what David Allen says in his book, Get Things Done, is... He says the the least anxious people are ones who only check their email twice a day, hmm. uh, once in the morning and then once right yep. before they actually leave um, mm-hmm. to go home, and uh, because they're not always thinking kind of that fear of missing out, like yep. am I missing an email or whatnot? If mm-hmm. they have that structure in place and they just already know, I'll get to it here and I'll get to it there, and it also trains people who are communicating with you that he only checks his email in the morning and he checks his email at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when you check the email, you can kind of have a filtering system yep. based on what's, what needs to get done right now. What, what can I wait till tomorrow and answer? And his kind of rule is like, just, it's a two minute thing. If, if I can respond in two minutes, just go ahead and respond right then so that you're not punting it till later. Or if it's beyond two minutes, well then it's going to need to take some time to yeah. think through and respond accurately. Mm-hmm. And so, wait until tomorrow to yeah, when you can yeah. actually respond to it. And so thinking through all kinds of um, details like that and the work, the, the more filters that you can put through, the more it actually trains the people that you work with mm-hmm. um, to actually protect your time so that you're actually using your time in the most valuable way possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I really loved, uh, obviously, uh, I mean, some of you guys may go to the district if you do, shout out. For sure, but uh, for those of you that don't, 
Um, we spoke about this past week uh, about humble and the importance of being humble. Um, and I think what was really interesting for me was um, in June uh, is when I really stepped off of the bar full time. I wasn't, uh, I sort of weaned out as we were training staff. Um, but it's really humbling to realize that you're not as important as you think you are. Um, you know, that um, the space or building or whatever business, it can function without you and probably will continue to grow without you being in the tactical day-to-day. Um, and I think that from what I've seen from working with wholesale uh, partners of ours um, or other business owners that we try to assist, uh, is they're always overwhelmed and always got 7,000 plates in the air. Um, and my question for them always is, you know, why mm-hmm. why does everything, you know, why are you the only one spinning plates? Why, mm-hmm. why aren't there other people in your business that are doing that? Because obviously you're paying people. You know, mm-hmm. you're not, if you are the only person working, it's, it's different. But uh, especially in a coffee setting, uh, you know, you have people working with you uh so why aren't they taking on aspects is it because you don't trust them uh or you think you're the best or uh, maybe your pride has gotten in the way of of you thinking anyone else can do it uh, better than you Um, or have you hired completely incompetent people that you know you hired them almost as a safety blanket to say like you know, they're not good enough, so that helps to puff me up mm-hmm. because I know that I'm needed or I know that I have to be around. Uh, that's a, that, It's a huge problem that I've seen, which leads to burnout, mm-hmm. uh, is pride and the pride of feeling the need to want to be needed, you know, wanting to, uh, wanting to almost get that call uh, when something breaks down and knowing you're the only one that can fix it. Um, but, and I think that if that's how you want to run your business, then that's fine. Uh, but you have to understand that you'll probably burn out. Uh, your business is only going to grow as mm-hmm. far as you can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, you're going to get to the point to where all you're doing is putting out fires uh, forever. But, you know, if that's how you want it to roll, that is what it is. Uh, you have to know that. Your staff will probably turn over pretty regularly because of a lack of trust or uh, lack of pursuit of growth um, or anything like that. But again, if you want to run your business that way, you have no right to complain about the fact that you're overwhelmed or you have too much going on or uh, because you're feeding into that, you know, uh, you're feeding into that system uh, of what that looks like. And and I know for you too, it's not you know it's not easy to say uh, to the rest of your team like you know, hey, you speak some weekends, you know, mm-hmm. because this is your thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it was your vision, God cast on your heart, all of this stuff, uh, and I mean, same for me. It, it, it took a lot out of me to let other people serve drinks, mm-hmm. you know, because this was five years ago was my thing and mine alone and 
you know, now all of these other people are representing the brand and, right. and, and doing that. But um, I knew that if us four, especially as owners, continued on the trajectory that we were, that uh, one, the business wouldn't grow to its full potential mm-hmm. uh, because it only had four people running after it. Um, and two, it would have four people that, you know, are pretty uh, died out by the business yeah. or, or just killed by it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, I don't know, I think it's a big problem in, and you can probably see it even as a regular at other spaces, uh, you can tell when the owner is insanely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when, you know, because there's aspects where you as a regular want to yeah. talk to them and they don't have time to yeah. talk to you. You and know. culture runs downstream if yeah. you've got an old, an owner who's who's stressed out because they're they're at their max of their capacity, then they're not able to interact well with their employees, um, and so then their employees are stressed out, and so then they're not at a at their best position to be able to serve the customers well, and so you just you just feel that um, and the weight of that, and so mm-hmm. I, and again yeah, kind of back on that idea is leadership development. Um, the best leaders are the ones who can identify, recruit, and train up people who do their job better than them. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's essentially what you want in order mm-hmm. for an organization to truly grow is to show how valuable your position truly is by actually delegating your position mm-hmm. to other people who can take it beyond what you are capable of doing, mm-hmm. which then actually shows how invaluable you are mm-hmm. because they don't want to get rid of you because you were able to do that mm-hmm. by training and delegating and, mm-hmm. and launching out and empowering other people. And so that's that's vitally important for, for the success of your organization. Yeah. And I think that vision is insanely important. And I know we've talked about this even in the church planting realm um, as well as the lack of vision in the business, small business realm. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, you know, open a business because it's a hobby or because they enjoy it, but have no vision at all for one, where it could go, mm-hmm. or two, where they want it to go. Um, and what uh, the four of us as owners have challenged each other is, you know, what do we want to do with our life day to day? You know, what what do we want our job description to look like? Because obviously as you're launching something, there's things that you have to pick up um, uh, and tactical things that have to take place. Um, Again, you know, we're not uh, too big to mop the floors or do dishes or things like that. But my primary job description is not washing dishes. Mm -hmm. You know, my, and, and the way our structure is set up is you know we have staff in place whose job description is to serve our customers make drinks make clean dishes and do that stuff and and i think what owners forget sometimes or even people leading nonprofits or organizations is that the second that you step in to one of those roles even temporarily you're taking away the opportunity for somebody else to do their job mm-hmm. so uh, how much as an owner are you belittling doing dishes because you're stepping in and doing it? Well, mm-hmm. there's someone on our staff who takes a lot of pride in making sure all of those dishes are clean, making sure everything is, is proper for our customers. And any time we do that, we're taking away the opportunity for one of those people to mm-hmm. excel. Um, and And I think that 
there's so much importance as owners to obviously step up when you need to step up, but also have enough insight to say, this is what I want my job description to be, and this is what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. It may take three, four, or five years, and yeah. it may take, you know, not take delegating one thing every month for the next year mm-hmm. before you get close to that, but at least you're actively pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because if not, you're putting out fires or your day-to-day stuff will just become what you do. Mm-hmm. And there will be no opportunity for vision or growth. Um, So, I mean, I'd love to hear as far as how you've done that as far as dropping things or delegating things out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, one of the things I struggle with is wanting to have a hand in everything, especially Mm -hmm. when you're starting um, an initiative or an organization, in our case, a church. Um, you want everything to be done well. And, and a lot of times you kind of have that pride and thinking you know the best mm-hmm. way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm one guy who's uniquely wired to do just a few things well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I try to do everything, then there's going to be a lot of things that are not done well. Yeah. And, um, and so I have to kind of bury that pride and be able to set it to the side and identify other people and, and honestly take risks. Take mm-hmm. risks on people who I don't know how it's going to yep. work out. Um, but there's got to be that kind of season of in the training process, just grace extended to people um, who, you know, if they're washing dishes, they might break some dishes because they don't know how to wash them, you know, kind of using that metaphor. But um, but then again, they might become the best dishwasher yeah. that's out yeah. there who can wash dishes way better mm-hmm. than you. And so um, we kind of use the idea of changing diapers in a church plant. Like yeah. everybody's on board doing that, but... The longer we're at it and the longer we're studying each person individually, the more we can begin to identify each person's giftings and mm-hmm. abilities and talents. And then we can begin specializing their roles yep. and their job descriptions that is, again, still a work for them, but it begins to now be life-giving for them mm-hmm. as well, which then starts to decrease that burnout yep. on the other side of things. Yep. I mean. Um, for example, if I continue to try to wear multiple hats and, and have my hand in everything, I'm going to burn out because I'm also doing a lot of things that I just don't enjoy yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, like, you know, to be a pastor is, of a church plant, and this might be bad to say, I really don't enjoy managing volunteers. <laughs> it's just not a role yeah. that I enjoy. And so uh, because it's typically a role of, of like an executive pastor or an executive director or somebody who who handles that side of things where I love starting new initiatives. I don't like managing new initiatives, (laughs) but I like starting new initiatives. And so the more you can specialize your specific role that's uniquely designed based on who you are as a person, um, the more life-giving it'll be. And what you have to do in order to be able to have that space is to begin delegating and handing Mm -hmm. off and, and creating space for other people to fail Mm-hmm. But in them failing, they're going to learn on how to do it better mm-hmm. and then grow and, and ultimately do it way better than what you could in, in the beginning. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that having a culture of failure is so important, mm-hmm. which um, is odd to think about mm-hmm. as a business owner. But um, I would have loved to have seen the first time you roasted beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's such a good aspect is like, if I would have had such a high bar, then I would have never 
been mm-hmm. involved. I mean, and that's the same, you know, someone for you had to pour into you enough to give you the mic mm-hmm. for the first time. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I think that we can get so protective uh, as people that run businesses or, or maybe you're just in charge of a team or something like that because it is your name on it or your signature on it. Um, we can get so protective of what we have and uh, that aspect is, is you know, you're setting up a system for you being the only one that can do it. So mm-hmm. you either realize that and are well prepared and understand that you will get burned out and, and it's not a reality for you. Or, you know, you start setting up systems where maybe your payroll does increase or maybe, you know, you're just a little bit more efficient with how, with your hours, your store hours or something. Um, you know, you can only do everything that you can do. And, you know, uh, would you rather close your business or, uh, or, you know, be healthy as far as how all of that goes? Maybe you have a little less profit margin, but you're happy when you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, one of the most life-giving things for me, and I think this comes some, some from my pastoral side of things, but uh, it was such an exciting moment when I could come to our shop um, on a random Tuesday uh, and roll in at 9.30 when we open at 7 and see that people are here, the lights are on, like people are getting drinks, they're happy, you know, all of that stuff yeah. is going on and they don't need me to be here. Yeah. You know, they every day-to-day goes really well and and it show it doesn't show necessarily that I'm not needed it just shows that I'm needed in a different role which yeah. is you know growing our staff having conversations with them equipping them to make the best coffee that they can mm-hmm. um, and for me at least right now providing the best commodity to them so they they can do their job yeah um, I'm you know I felt that this last Sunday I was preaching at one of our partner churches in Alabama and kind of texting back and, and asking one of our other guys on staff, hey, how did Sunday morning go? And he was like, man, I've, I've had an overwhelming amount of people saying how just refreshing the Sunday was and how it was one of the best Sundays that they had. And, and, and there's kind of a part of me that's yeah. like, man, it was better without me. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, um, I don't know how to take that. But then at the same time, I was like, man, this is you know, it's just a testimony of, of the more you do hand things off and train people up, and um, that is a sign of health. I mean, healthy things multiply and and uh, and healthy things grow, and so it's it's really important when it's just a it's almost like a proud father mm-hmm. kind of moment when you're able to oh, yeah. come into something that you're like, ah, I mean, I didn't show up and set anything up or open up the shop, but yet it's it's running and people are here mm-hmm. and people are happy and this is a good thing. Well, yeah, and I mean it's. I think that what I've loved so much and and even with there's just a high level of trust and we're very lucky that we have four owners that all really have our own wheelhouse Uh, but even at our Carmel location there's a high level of trust for everybody on staff that they're going to continue to roll in their lane and and stay uh, confident in that and and I think that um you know, there's aspects of our day to day that I have no idea how any of it gets done. I don't have 
any clue on how to close the store or <laughs> any idea on what a, what opening tasks look like uh, all the way to the point to when I have to fill in it's almost like they're retraining me you're like that undercover boss <laughs> yeah like I have no idea what I'm doing uh, and for some owners that can be scary but for me it's so freeing to be able to strategize and vision cast and think big picture Mm -hmm. because I don't need to know where they keep the, you know, replacement soap, or I don't need to know where, uh, how much tea we're ordering or, you know, if I have a question about it, they're more than happy to share that information. Um, but day to day, I don't need to be involved at that level because I've trusted, uh, our crew to do that. And, and, um, especially with the Carmel location, our other owner, Diane, has equipped it and led that team in such a way that, you know, I don't even ask at all questions about how any of that's going because she's equipped them in such a high level mm-hmm. uh, for her to be even able to step out and not be involved day to day. And uh, and I think I've learned it even more as a parent and things like that, that it's so much more exciting to teach somebody how to do something and then they crush it than you, you know, crush it yourself. You know, I don't know for you, but uh, it's always super exciting to see, for me to see someone who maybe was new to the game mm-hmm. get better than me through me helping or teaching or, mm-hmm. or, or things like that. So much more fulfilling mm-hmm. than me doing it on my own. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, so wrapping it all the way back around to this importance of uh, self-care um, mm-hmm. and things like that, what I would encourage everybody, uh, whether they be business owners or maybe leading a team or, or leading a small group of people, um, what aspects of your current day-to-day can you hand off? So uh, do a little um, exercise and write down the 10 things that you do regularly every day. Um, And then what I would encourage you to do is look at the bottom three or four things and uh, intentionally try to give those away Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, It may take a little bit of time, may take a little bit of trust, uh, but what that will do is obviously free you up for less stress Um, and all of that, but also free you up to vision cast and actually lead the people that you're in charge of. So do that as well as then think about one thing that you can do this week to refuel Mm -hmm. yourself. So, um, you know, go, um, you know, go, if you're in a, in, in not Indiana in a warmer place, go play golf or go, uh, (laughs) play a sport or go on a run or, hit the gym with no agenda or or maybe go to a coffee shop uh, mm-hmm. without a laptop or without uh, anything and, and just uh, hang out. Um, or again, if you love to recharge by being around people, maybe uh, go into a space and have no agenda and just spark up some conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take some time this week to, uh, to spend a little bit of time on self-improvement um, and then maybe write down how you felt at that at the end of that day, uh, uh, what it did for you. So, yeah. Uh, again, uh, thanks, Dwayne, for being here, and, and we always love your insight. Um, if you are around the Indiana area and you have had a shot to come into the shop, uh, chat with Dwayne. 
Uh, he always is open and loving to uh, chat with, with new people, so make sure and do that. Um, he'll probably be at the bar with the, with another one of our red-headed regulars, um, <laughs> sitting chatting about uh, some random things. Uh, but yeah, thanks for jumping in and, and being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and then uh, we are uh, obviously continuing to grow uh, our podcast. So uh, what we're hoping to do is uh, every month we'll highlight another regular uh, that uh, calls our space home. Uh, so hopefully you'll have the opportunity to uh, virtually meet uh, a couple of our regulars, as well as um, every other episode uh, we'll be talking about uh, more one-on-one with me talking about a little bit of what's going on in the business world as well as in the coffee industry uh, and what type of insight we can help with that. Um, if you guys have any topics you would like to hear um, or maybe uh, like to dive into or maybe you have questions about a business or coffee in general, uh, you can email us at hello at IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, we would love to sort of cultivate some episodes for you as well uh, and and uh, help you guys out with whatever you want to hear. Again, uh, we are posting uh, new episodes regularly, so make sure and subscribe um, on your favorite podcast platform. Right now we're on Spotify, um, the Apple Podcast app, as well as Google Play, so make sure and uh, jump on there and subscribe. Um, and yeah, if you have any uh, questions uh, for Dwayne, we'll be linking uh, both the church and his uh, personal Instagram in the uh, in the uh, note section of this episode. Uh, so make sure and click on that. Like all of his crazy photos and uh, and uh, and do all that. So thanks again, Dwayne, for being here, and uh, thanks guys for listening. And as always, make sure and enjoy your coffee unleashed.